my God. It has been a minute. And it's been a hot minute. For real. Um, hi. Hi, everyone. It is me, Sarah B. Welcome to my show, which I do not have a title for yet. Um, but this is very exciting. <laughs> wow. It feels very good to be back here in studio again doing something that I really love and that I've missed a lot. And uh, man, have I got some stories for y'all. So, um, for those of you that don't know me, here we go. My name is Sarah. I go by Sarah B, Sarah B Morgan, that bitch, like whatever you want to call me, I'm good. (laughs) I'll answer to anything. Um, I work on a nationally syndicated morning show called Lex and Terry. And uh, I have been with the show for a very long time, since October of 2009. Um, And I uh, I used to have my own podcast for many years, The Sarah B Show. And, uh, you know, may I maybe call it that again? I don't know yet. (laughs) But basically, I'm going to give you the gist of all of this. I have been wanting to do my own podcast again for quite a while. Um, I've been making excuse after excuse and, um, you know gotten very complacent. I'll do it next week. I'll do it here. I'll do it there. I need a name first. I had all the excuses in the book, but we will get to that. Um, The point is I'm here now and I'm doing it. I made a promise to myself, get in that studio this week, bitch, and record an episode. No matter if you have a title, no matter if you have anything to go along with it, just get one in the book. So I'm here. I am doing it. It is a Friday evening. It is a it's a beautiful day outside and it just feels right. It feels right to be in here. So uh, let me give you a little backstory for those of you who don't know me. So if you do, bear with me. You've probably heard these stories a million times, but uh, here's a little bit about me, Sarah B. All right, so I used to be a veterinary technician, and I was going to school for zoology. Um, I was really wanting to work with animals. I did love the idea of animal entertainment. Now, you know, I won't go into that, but I, I did do some, like, hands-on animal training stuff um, at zoos and whatnot, and it was not really what I enjoyed. It kind of made me sad seeing these animals in captivity, and I was like, you know, their daily entertainment would be like, throw two balls in the pool, and they can play with them for hours. What are these? (laughs) Like, that's so sad. Anyway, uh, so that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something with animals. I just knew it my whole life. I've always been an animal lover. Uh, I've always had some weird stuff, you know, created my own reptile and educational program in high school that I went around to like parties and, you know, Girl Scout troops and all that stuff and did shows and just educated people on snakes, lizards, birds. I had a coat of Mundy as a pet that I got in high school. My mom's a lucky woman. (laughs) I could go on and on. Uh, But basically that's what I was doing. I was working as a vet tech for years, going to school for it. And one morning, uh, my mother happened to listen to this radio show called Lex and Terry, and uh, I never really listened to the radio. And, you know, she woke me up in the morning saying, apply for this job. They're hiring a phone screener. And they'd already picked, like, all of their candidates, like hundreds of girls, thousands of girls probably sent their applications in for this. They'd already had it nailed down to, I think, like 50 or something. And I called in last minute. Originally, I was mad at my mom for waking me up for work, like, uh, 15 minutes before you know, I had to be up. What a big deal that was. <laughs> you guys know I'm not a morning person. For those of you that know, I am not. Um, so, yeah. So, I called in and I was, and they said, you know, we already got our girls picked. But, you know, what's your story? And, you know, talking to the phone screeners at the time, Taint and D, if any of you listen to the Lex and Terry show, they were like, what do you look like? So, I sent in pictures. I did a little impromptu interview on the air. And you know, like, they were like, you know what? You can be our wild card. We like your vibe. So I got stuck in there last minute. None of the girls were happy about that, as you can imagine. 
Um, so I went in on Monday with all of these other girls dressed to the nines, ready to rock. Um, and everybody went in for separate interviews at a time, introduced themselves on the air, gave a little bit of a background, told what they did, why they wanted to work there, yada, yada. Um, and basically a bunch of people got cut that first day. I think they cut like 20 or something. Um, and they had like, I think seven or eight left and each day, some more people would get cut. Basically Monday through Friday was like an on-air interview process. Uh, we did everything in those few days from, you know, hanging out on air just to see what the vibe was like. If you vibed with everyone else, uh, you know, doing a little stand-up comedy bit. I think we had to do two minutes, <laughs> which was crazy. Um, we did a thing called iPod punishment where you had headphones in and you could hear your music and you had to sing, like belt it out. Like you were at this concert, you are putting on a show and nobody can hear anything but you, but you can hear your music. Uh, we had to do that go out in the street with some of the guys from the show and do bids. It, it was a lot. Um, and basically that Friday, I think that was down between three girls and they picked me to be on the show. Once again, that was back October of 2009. So I uh, have been with the Lex and Terry show ever since. Um, many things happened over the years. Uh, I, I grew a lot as a person, uh, physically and mentally. I gained a lot of weight. As you can imagine, I, I when I started this show, oh my God, I was like 130 pounds. I'd never worked out a day in my life, could eat anything I wanted. Like I had the perfect tiny little body and I'm not going to lie. I had like double D's as well. It was like a freaking awesome body. <laughs> like I was so proud. I had no idea back then, by the way. And then I started working in morning radio, you know, getting up at three in the morning to get ready and come in. Uh, you know, I turned 21, started drinking, you know, radio lifestyle, met people, started partying. Oh my God. I put the weight on. I think I gained like, oh my God, like 50 pounds. Like, quick. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, we're not talking about that. It is fine. I was just not happy with myself at that. And then I've grown a lot as a person uh, mentally over the, the past few years. I started off in radio very shy, uh, not knowing where I wanted to go, what direction. I was kind of scared to talk. You know, it was such a set, awesome show. I didn't want to come in and be like, yeah, what up? Let me talk and interrupt everyone. I was just terrified to like get my time on, on the radio. So it took me a very, a very long time to finally get comfortable. I would say like five to six years, honestly. Um, <laughs> I had very thin skin when I started. And as you can imagine, working on a men's morning comedy show, not a, not a great thing to have. You need to have thick skin. I went home many days crying. I am not joking. There were so many days I went home sobbing. But again, I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot, a lot about myself, a lot about how to handle others. Uh, recently, all about setting boundaries. Like It's all a learning process, right? Um, so yeah, I did that. And right about the time I started feeling comfortable and really you know, <laughs> becoming into my own, I decided I wanted to do something else. And uh, I had worked on, or I'd been on a lot of cruises with my mom and family, and I really loved cruising. I, I thought it was super fun. Carnival was like my go-to. And every time I would go, I would just see the crew members and how they interacted with each other. And I just thought, God, this would be such a fun job. Can you imagine working in entertainment on a cruise ship? You're literally like having fun with people on their vacations. Like that has to be the best job ever. So I applied and I got the job. I uh, got hired on as a host DJ for Carnival Cruise Line. Uh, host DJ, you ask, what is that? Well, it's a half entertainment host, half DJ. So you're basically like the warm-up DJ for the pro, the pro DJ is what they call it on board. So um, I got hired. I had to give my apartment up. I had two cockatoos, um, two parrots, basically, uh, that I had to um, have somebody else watch 
which was the most devastating thing. And, you know, long story short, that's kind of the reason I came back, mainly. Um, I felt so bad leaving my babies. I had them since they were literal babies, and then somebody else was watching them, and they did not do well. These birds were like my family. They were out with me all the time, like never in their enclosures, like just like like my cats and dogs pretty much. And these people just kept them in cages and, you know, just put food in a couple times a day. They rarely got out. It was just very sad. And, you know, one started plucking a lot, almost killed himself. It was really bad. So basically that's why my cruise ship days came to an end. But before we get there, uh, I did get hired on as a uh, host DJ. I did, I believe, two years, a.k.a. uh, four contracts with Carnival. A contract there for entertainment would be six months. So to give you an idea of what that is like, uh, a six-month contract, you would go on and you would work six months straight every single day, zero days off. Uh, Most of the days would be anywhere from 12 to 15 hours. I think a light day would be maybe like seven or eight hours. That was rare. That was so rare, though. It would... You're basically always on call. I mean, you're on the ship. You can never get away. If you're there long enough, they give you a ship phone so you can call each other there, and then you can really never get away. Oh, so-and-so overslept and or is sick, and they can't make it to this activity. We need you to host, you know, <laughs> Big Bang Theory trivia or whatever. Oh, man. It was, it was kind of a nightmare, but it was also very thrilling. And that's the thing about cruise ship crew members. We not only work hard, we party hard. I mean, you know, they say work hard, play hard. Well, we did. <laughs> we, we earned that. Um, the cool thing about crew members, you have your own bar down below deck called Crew Bar. And they have any alcohol you could imagine there. And it is all extremely cheap. Like you could get like, you know, a top shelf drink down there for like $1.13. That's literally how much it was. It was crazy. So crew bar would stay open till like 2 a.m. usually. And uh, you could also buy bottles and buy a ton of drinks at closing so people could stay in there and hang out or drink in your room. And we did. And outdoors on the deck. And man, we even had crew parties like usually once a week or once every other week. And they would all have themes. And those were the hands down craziest parties I've ever been to. The toga parties. OMG. So fun. So fun. I uh, I thrived. <laughs> I thrived. And it's crazy because I went there thinking, I'm going to make all these awesome travel vlogs and do all this stuff and keep in entertainment and keep up with all that. And, and it's weird how you just do not do that. Everyone warns you that you're going to like get sucked in and you do. It's like you get sucked into the bubble that is the ship that you're working on. You you slowly but surely stop contacting your family from outside of the ship, your friends from outside of the ship. Uh, You don't pay attention to any news. You have no idea what's going on in the outside world whatsoever. It is so, so strange how that happens. And uh, your family is just around you. Like your crew members, that's your family. It's really crazy. And um, as weird as it sounds, though, like it's a very addicting lifestyle. And I still, God, I've been off of ships for seven years, I think six or seven years and I still I still am having a hard time adapting back to real life in so many ways and uh and obviously the first like couple years were definitely the hardest um you know I'm I'm definitely more grounded and settled in now but I still find myself just like yearning for that lifestyle and and I'm missing it and missing just that connection that you had with people as you get older and become like more of an adult, it's so much harder to make friends. I, you guys all know. It's like, oh God, what do you do? Like, I'm going to go do a cooking class. But then it's like all couples or people that are married. Like, you know, some people have kids, some don't. It's just, it's hard to make friends. 
what go to the gym oh let me take my headphones off and say what's up to this lady walking next to me on the treadmill like how do you make friends as an adult it's difficult it really is um so i've just i've just found myself lately feeling very lonely and and just really missing that super strong friends and family um base or whatever that that i had on ships like i've been like hitting up a lot of old friends like hey Long time no talk. Please make me feel better. <laughs> so anyway, I did that for two years and uh, and I ended up calling it quits. Um, I would say like 60 to 75 percent of it was because of my birds. They were not doing well. I missed them and I, I just felt so guilty leaving them. And this is for future warning for anyone. If you get a bird, that is a lifetime, lifetime commitment. Now, if you get a small bird, like a parakeet or a lovebird, cockatiel, something like that, it's not as big of a deal. But a bigger bird, especially like a cockatoo that need more attention than like any other bird there is, you're stuck with them for life. I mean, you should be, you know, it's it's a very, very big commitment. Even now, you know, fast forwarding, I'll, I'll get to that later. But my current boyfriend of four years uh, works for a major airline and we get free flights. If we did not have birds, we would be gone every weekend. Every weekend, I know we would be just non-revving all over, but we don't. We have birds, so um, it's a it's a definitely a tie down. But I love them, and I made the commitment, and I'm I'm stuck with it. You know, a lot of people could give them up, and like this doesn't fit my lifestyle anymore. But I'm just not going to do that. My little one, his name is Gatsby, is absolutely obsessed with me, and uh, it's kind of a problem. Basically, that's he's the one that started plucking when I left because he had like attachment issues, and uh, it was just awful. So I just could never do that to him, you know. I got him from a baby, <laughs> gave him way too much attention and babied him and, and he is mine forever. So that was a big reason I came back from ships. And another reason was because near the end of my um, last contract, I uh, let my guard down. I was, uh, and I'll go more into detail in this in later episodes, but I was very much a frivolous, very fun, free spirited, uh, you know, Taste all the country's food, if you will, kind of girl. Uh, no commitments, just uh, different people and, you know, no feelings. Uh, just a lot of fun and spontaneous times, if you will. Uh, so I didn't, like, want a boyfriend. I didn't. I, in two years there, I never had a boyfriend. Um, I did get close to the guy when I first started. I was very big into the Italians on, uh, on cruise ships and found out very quickly that the worst ones uh, they have the highest positions, so if you get with an Italian, you could possibly, you know, have a hookup in a room that there's no roommate. You know, there's there's perks <laughs> for sure, but uh, they are also the ones that usually, more often than not, have families at home and tell you they don't. And uh, that happened to me. The first guy I was with had a fiance back home. Um, I had no idea, but uh, at the end, I did meet a guy I got pretty serious about. Also Italian, younger than me. Um, we had talked about marriage and kids, which was really looking back so stupid. We had only been together a few months, but Italians are very passionate and very much like that. Like, I feel like he would have married me if I said it right then I wanted it, you know? I also kind of feel like he might have had like mafia ties, him and his family or something. He was very wealthy and he was a part, I am trying to remember the place he was from, but they called it like something Angeles. It was like the Los Angeles of Italy and there was a lot of mafia families there. So I don't know. I'm just saying it's a theory. It's a theory. But he bought me all kinds of gifts and I've never had a guy buy me like gifts or spoil me like that. Every day, like 
Oh, bebe, here's a stuffed animal for you. I me think of you. Oh, bebe, here's some new Ray-Bans. Here's sunglasses he got from the CVS for like $7. They don't protect your eyes. You need the Ray-Bans. I'm like, okay. I still have those, by the way. It's been a very long time. I cannot believe I usually lose sunglasses so quickly, but I still got those Ray-Bans. But I digress. So um, anyway, it was great. He was very sweet. Very, uh, We got very close very quickly. Um, he signed off on his contract. I was devastated and we still kept in contact constantly. Um, a month later I was getting off the ship and we had planned a trip to Ireland. Uh, I wanted to do a week in Ireland. He's like, let's do two weeks, baby. I'm like, okay, cool. So we bought the plane tickets. We had got the hotel room for the first few nights in Dublin, uh, had a car rental set up. Like we're going to do it. We're going to do it all two weeks all around Ireland together. Well, (laughs) A few weeks after he gets off the ship, um, and I'd noticed on his Facebook he'd been hanging out with this group of people a lot, and this one girl was always there. Well, it turns out he cheated on me on their trip to Malta they took, and um, I was devastated, especially being on a ship, and you know you don't really have anyone, and then I let my guard down and let this guy in. And that was a weird thing, is when he signed off ships, I found myself no longer wanting to go to crew bar, no longer really wanting to go to the crew parties. Uh, I wasn't really interested in anyone else. I was very much into this relationship. And, and it was so nice having somebody to genuinely care about and who genuinely seemed to care about you. So, man, when I found that out and he broke up with me, I was devastated. I just, like, melted into a puddle. I just could I couldn't even... I couldn't function. I remember I had friends there that came to my room and just, like, held me while I bawled like a stupid baby! Oh, it was just heartbreaking. So that happened. Uh, You know, I told him, I was like, I want the money back for Ireland. Like, what am I supposed to do? So he sent me money for my plane ticket. And he's like, you should still go. And I was like, oh, I'm going to. So basically, I got a free trip to Ireland. I can go into another episode. But uh, I went to Ireland for two weeks by myself, which was actually ended up being so amazing and helped me get over that breakup. But again... God, there's just so much information. Man, I miss doing podcasts. So I will do that in another episode as well. Um, but that was another reason I left ships. So my bird, and then I just found myself wanting something real, like a real relationship. Not necessarily with a guy, just like real relationships in general. Not six months of people that, you know, you leave again. I, I just needed something more real. I needed to be grounded. So um, I uh, decided I was going to quit cruise ships. Um, but I only if I could find another job in the meantime when I got off of them. So I had a couple of months to decide because you would usually have like anywhere from one to three months between contracts, um, give or take, depending on what you wanted. So I was in Ireland, actually, and uh, I remember calling back into Lex and Terry and talking to them. And uh, I remember sitting down on the Monday after I got back from my two week trip to Ireland and I sat down, got on Google and typed in what it's like to be a flight attendant. And I was going to start looking into that and not joking. I'm not joking. The second I pushed enter, my phone rang and it was Lex, one of the hosts of Lex and Terry. And he said, hey, want to come home to your daddy's? (laughs) like what and it turned out the girl that they had hired to replace me um was leaving to go to a different job and the timing just could not have been more perfect it was like literally like the universe coming in and being like tag you're in it it was just divine timing so of course I accepted put my resignation in with Carnival Cruise Line and I was back with Lex and Terry and I've been back ever since and uh it's weird it's like I said um Things have been going very well. Uh, it was a hard transition to get back after cruise ship life, uh, but I did. And uh, things were great for years. And now lately, I've just, 
I've just become so complacent. Um, I ended up meeting, I got, I'll start from the beginning. I guess I got back from cruise ships. Uh, I got all settled in again. I started saving up my money a little more with Lex and Terry, got my own apartment again in Dallas. And uh, what, six months to a year later, maybe met a guy who uh, I was wanting only casual, of course. And it started out that way. And that it became serious. And uh, you guys know him if you listen to the Lex and Terry show as El Teco, or his name is John. He's my John. And um, we have been together now for just turned four years, which is so insane. Um, we've definitely had our ups and downs. Uh, are we engaged? No, but we're not going to talk about that right now. There's a billion episodes we can cover with that. <laughs> and we will, I promise you. And he's already agreed to be a guest on here and everything. So it should be a great time. Um, but yeah, so it's me and my boyfriend, John, and our two cockatoos, Gatsby and Lilu. He's their stepdad. He doesn't really like it when I call them that, but it makes me laugh. Um, he's a great stepdad. He takes very good care of them and they love him. I swear to God, sometimes more than me. It's cute. Uh, we just signed a lease on a new three story townhome and, uh, we've talked about possibly buying a house one day. It really sucks to just be sitting there like throwing money into a pit. Basically, as you guys probably all know, everybody goes through this and my brother just bought a house, but I don't know. I just still have that weird thing inside me that like doesn't want to be tied down. I think it's going to forever be there. And, uh, and I don't know, I've just been going through weird times lately. I feel very unmotivated as of lately. I feel very, very lazy and complacent and just not creative. And, you know, I just, I have all these big goals that I want to do. And I just feel like they're so not achievable. Like a big goal for me would be like, I would love to be on SNL. I think that would be the funnest thing ever to be a regular cast member on Saturday Night Life. And I think I'd be great at it. I love ad-libbing. I love working in a group like that, the writing process. But it's like, God, I mean, of course, everybody wants that. Like, how do you get there? I just, you know, I, I start bashing my dreams before I even start trying to get to these places. So basically, this podcast is me um, coming back. I had, I, like I said, I had a podcast, Sarah B. Show, years ago. Uh, actually, you know what? I think I saw the theme song from that, that Brett Myers, a former MLB superstar turned a country music star, did. Here, I'll play it for you guys now. <laughs> The Sarah B Show Coming through your stereo Say it loud, let's sing it proud Like a homegrown rodeo The Sarah B Show Coming through your stereo LT2 is where you go To hear the Sarah B Show Wow, that is actually pretty awesome. So, you know, I could keep a Sarah B show and go with that. Uh, but I want something different. It's a new beginning, you know. It's a new new start, a new turnaround. Like, I need something. So, basically, I'm recording this right now without a title. I'll go put it in later <laughs> after, and uh, and we can go from there. But, um, yeah, I need a title. I need a theme song. There's so many things to decide. Do I want to do this on YouTube as well? Do I want this to be on video? I don't know, but I'm just thinking... Podcasting is absolutely huge right now. And I really, really enjoyed it before. Uh, female podcasters specifically are blowing up right now, um, which is just awesome. More power to the ladies out there. And so, yeah, I just like, you know what? Why not get in on this? And who knows to what it could lead to, you know? 
And if anything, I'm just hoping this pulls me out of this rut that I have been in lately. Like, bring back my creativity, bring back my lust and my passion for life. You know, I think a lot of it is... um I never saw myself settling down ever. And now, you know, I'm getting a little older. I'm going to be 35 here in a few months, which is crazy. Um, I've been with a guy for four years. Uh, I'm comfortable. I'm so comfortable. And I think that's it. I think I've just like, I always said I was never going to start relying on a guy again or become dependent on anyone. And I so have, I so have worse than ever to the point where if like John broke up with me right now, I would be so lost. I'd be so lost. And I don't like that. I uh, I miss being the super independent and fun and crazy, just exciting person. And I I want her back. I want her back. And that is what this is about. We are going to get her back. So um, anyway, I really miss this. So this is my plan, guys. Uh, welcome to my podcast, New and Improved, Sarah B 2.0. Maybe that could be the name. I don't know. Um, I was going to ask you guys for suggestions, but I think I'm going to not post this until I have a name and everything's set up. So we'll see. See, this is all the uh, the background and behind the scenes information you get. It's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, this is going to hopefully pull me out of this mud pit that I am in and we'll see where it goes from here. Like I said, uh, I would love to do like live streaming versions of it. I plan to set up a Google number or some kind of phone number that you guys can call in, leave messages, ask for advice, comment on any, uh, you know, content that we brought up or talked about. I definitely plan on having guests, having certain things. Oh my God, guys, the potential here is so exciting. I've done one episode and I am, uh, I'm just thrilled. I'm, I'm already like, I feel like such a turnaround. So I'm glad I did this. OMG. I am happy, happy, happy. So there you go. There's a little bit of my backstory for those of you who've never heard of me or don't know who I am. And for those of you that are, uh, there you go. A little, uh, little brush up for you there. So once again, my name is Sarah B and, uh, this has been super fun. Lots of exciting stuff to come. You guys, uh, you can always follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all that good stuff at Sarah B Morgan. Hit me up. Uh, once I come up with a name, I will have a theme song. I will also come up with a phone number and an email. Email. So you guys, once again, can send in any comments you have, any questions you have. Uh, I would love to get voicemails from you guys. Like, it'd be awesome. Any guest recommendations, like whatever, anything you guys want me to talk about, I will do it. Um, and as you guys know, I am an open book with everything, <laughs> everything. So uh, things will get crazy and saucy and exciting. And there you go. I, uh, I'm really excited to start this journey and I'm so happy to have all of you here with me. Hopefully there are some of you, even if there's one of you, all of you, <laughs> I am thrilled. So I love you guys and uh, let's do this.